0: Log Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to I on the Future. Your host, Lady Fontaine. Co-host Dr. Gene Cirillo, Eileen Guan, and Frank Tadaro.
2: Guest
1: co-host, Joanna Sanchez.
2: This
3: is
1: I on the Future. And now,
0: Lady Fontaine.
3: Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. Hi there. Hi, and we're here to answer your questions on love, life, career, and whatever's on your mind. The phone lines are open, and we will be taking your calls shortly. Give us a call at 646-381-4141. We've got a great show for you tonight. Later in the show, we have one of my favorite psychic mediums, Artie Hoffman, who will be joining us to talk to his angels. He is a phenomenal psychic medium. Artie uses his psychic abilities to answer questions, and he also can give you messages from the other side. So give us a call at 646-381-4141 to speak to me, Dr. Cirillo, and Artie Hoffman. The switchboard is open, and we're waiting for your call. So, Dr. Cirillo, what do you think about all the snow they're predicting for tonight?
0: I think, you know, we were so lucky up here in New York. Everybody got it down south this time, Uh, but now we're going to get it, definitely. You know, people are saying they don't believe it, but the kids are already off from school we're going to get it and I just spoke to a friend in Virginia he was saying stay in don't go out this is from someone who's already had it and I said gee I was all prepared to call you and tease you that you got <laughs> it, and, and now look what happens we're getting the whole country is getting it you know yeah so. I
3: know we're really getting yeah. hit it's already started to snow here just within the past half an hour do you have any flakes falling there yet
0: the flakes are falling, but they told us on the radio not to be concerned about that. that. That That is just like the little bit of wet before the storm. Around here on Long Island, we're not going to get the heavy part of it till around 4
3: or 5 in the morning. Ah. Mm. But
0: it's going to continue in, until midnight. How about yeah. you? Yeah, uh, same in, here. In, That's uh, what they're saying.
3: Yeah, they're saying and the, the really gusty winds. You'll probably get it a lot stronger by the coastline and I'm going to get it inland, but it's supposed to be a doozy. I mean, they're calling it a blizzard in this area.
0: Yes, here too. Ooh,
3: yeah, fun. I've been Ooh. hoping for snow, but this is like now scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have enough of it. I mean, you know, you have the dogs and everything, and they're certainly going to develop nice coats. I remember you said if you don't leave a dog out, of course it's going to shed its coat. You know, like I don't need this, just like a person if you're always in a warm house. Now they can play in the snow. The dogs and the kids must love it.
3: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's what I've been hoping for, a nice snowstorm and and keep it nice and cold. And they say it's going to be cold because it's true. I mean, we, you know, like you say, if it's too warm and I keep my house really cold, so this way, you know, the dogs are always putting on coat because this is our big dog show season. So I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a weird Valentine's Day, though, if we've got all the snow on the ground. Nice and cozy. I know, I know. So do you have any exciting plans for Valentine's Day weekend?
0: Actually, you know, I don't because my my paramour, let's say, is down in New Orleans, and he happens to be an entertainment lawyer and the Saints won. And the Saints were always at the bottom of the NFL, and he represents a lot of them, so he is up to his ears and being busy and you know valentine's day like any holiday one of the problems with dating an entertainer just like when i used to date a drummer in a band Mm. is that on the holidays and weekends is when they have to work the holidays right and and he has to do that because he has to make sure that everybody that he's booked for for acts and clubs and everything uh Winds up doing things and you know gets there and that if there's any problem he has to be available. But I'm I'm still happy. You know we'll keep in touch. Uh, the spirits will will keep us together. So
3: yay! <laughs> well, good for you. I have. A we were together
0: once in Delaware and we got we got snow in Delaware. There was never snow in Delaware and there was snow. And he hates the snow. He hates the cold. I like the cold, but he hates it. Ah, uh, ah, so. <laughs>
3: Well, and there's plenty of cold. I mean, it's been like single digits here by me, and I know it's a, you know maybe 10 degrees warmer by you, but still, it has been cold.
0: Well, you like the cold. That's good yeah, for you, I and it's do. good for the spirits, <laughs> right? The spirits like. Didn't you say something about when when you go in a house and there's a spirit in a certain area, whether the heat is evenly distributed, that's a cold area.
3: Well, what happens is the the spirits use. Temperature. I mean, when there's temperature changes, it's usually indicative, either with a hot spot or a cold spot, of some sort. Or it could be indicative of of some sort of spirit activity. So, yeah, yeah. when we busting. walk around doing our ghost-busting stuff, yeah. I mean, oftentimes we have digital thermometers and stuff just for that reason, to, you know, pick up if there's any even minute changes in temperatures. Wow. Yeah. So, cold. I or a hot spot could be a sign of a spirit. it is it could be it's not always sometimes it could be just weird heating problems. <laughs> well
0: yeah, I, I tend to think that, that that's more likely that the way I know well
3: things. that's that's Ms. skeptic over there. <laughs> Some of my
0: old, the old building that I'm in in Huntington has a lot of hot spots and cold spots. but when I see the way the pipes and everything's distributed with that ancient heating system it doesn't shock me at all but again who knows it might be the spirits from the 1700s
3: that's true and one day hopefully we'll get out there and do some ghost busting there and find out for sure
0: we have to you know somebody else who does ghost busting in huntington she came up with something that a lot of the ghosts that she uh encounters are the ghosts of the housekeepers because sometimes the parents were wealthy and they were busy and they didn't see the kids much but the housekeeper is concerned about the child, and she still has unfinished business. Well, sometimes, you know, you'll hear a child crying or kids laughing and playing, and you can almost feel the past in in the old building because it really – the structure wasn't knocked down. Mm. It, It was insulated and renovated a little bit, but the basic structure was made so well you could never make today. With all the building inspectors and everything, you just don't have people that take that kind of pride to make their work last forever. Yeah. These these are solidly built structures, and the ghosts have, uh, they're in
3: there. (laughs) Well, we'll have to talk about that at some point because we definitely want to come out there and take a look at that building.
0: But, I don't know. Maybe the ghosts are holding it up with you. If you if you convince them all to find other the corners to listen, it won't be the same.
3: <laughs> so th- is that an invite or a not invite? I don't know. If the ghost <laughs>
0: of the housekeeper is there and she does some of the cleaning, uh, wonderful.
3: <laughs> well, could you send her to my house once a week? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: if it's an old house, maybe you have your own.
3: No, it's new. I built this new in 2000. Oh. Uh, I don't do well with old stuff um, because I'm so sensitive. So, I yeah, I, I can't even have it. antiques in my house. I can't.
0: Oh, my. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm very, very sensitive.
0: That's a little scary. It's like they're attracted to you. Yeah,
3: they are. They always have been. <laughs> you know, I had
0: a friend who always had bad spirits around her, and she said somebody told her one time that uh, – Bad things don't happen to her, but they happen to the people around her. And I know a lot of times I would have problems with people when I was with her, or we had another friend had an accident, got hit with a snowmobile on a ski trip
4: when, when this
0: woman was there. And it seemed like everything would happen to people around her. How, how would you explain that? that, that some bad ghost is like her bodyguard, but, but making things happen to everybody else who, who's, who are really her friends?
3: Well, anything is possible. Uh, I, you know, without having, you know, without feeling the energy, it's hard to really know. But I've known people like that, too, that just seem to, um, you know, draw in certain kinds of experiences for those people around them and oftentimes for themselves as well. But it sounds like your friend is protected by whatever, but yet, um, you know, sort of is a catalyst in some way. To, she's not a good know, person to be friends no, with. No, no. Fortunately, I'm not like that. And she never I'm had a lot like of
0: loyalty either. She's a person without loyalty. I mean, she's an acquaintance more, but it's interesting. So possibly she uh, she, she funnels the bad guys over like, uh, get her instead. <laughs>
3: well, that's scary. Well, get <laughs> her away to do from that. us, especially when we do the ghost busting. <laughs> I
0: think so, Yeah.
3: But in any event, it is time for our thought of of today. And with Valentine's Day quickly approaching, what better way to celebrate than to love and honor yourself? So what do you have planned for you? Hopefully it is something indulgent. Give to yourself whatever you truly desire, because in order to be loved, you must love, honor, and respect yourself. There are countless ways to do that, but what better way than to treat yourself to something special on Valentine's Day? Regardless if you're in a relationship or not, make it your day. In today's busy, hectic world, we seldom have time for ourselves. Job, family, relationships all occupy a big chunk of our time and energy. So why not treat yourself to something meaningful and special, maybe a relaxing scented bath a massage, those 24-carat gold earrings you've had your eyes on, some quiet meditation time, curling up in front of a fire, reading a book, or sipping wine, or just taking the time to work on yourself. If you don't have a Valentine to celebrate with this year, then begin right now to prepare yourself for the love of your life. And that love is you. When you realize that you are the love that you have been seeking, you will be amazed at how this significant change in your perspective will change your life's experiences. If you choose to keep what you desire outside of yourself, you'll be chasing that forever. Learn to be true to yourself and honor yourself. And you may be surprised at how quickly you draw into your life a partner that loves and honors you as well. By honoring yourself, you have your own best interests at heart. That doesn't mean to be selfish. That means learning to honor yourself and listening to the little voice within you that deserves your focus and attention. Celebrate you today. Celebrate you on Valentine's Day and every day. Try it for a day, a week, or better yet, a month. Learning to honor yourself will bring a new perspective of life's journey to your everyday life. Try it. Happy your day, and happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Dr. Cirillo, what are your thoughts about that, about honoring yourself and, you know, being indulgent once in a while and doing things and carving out that little special time just for you?
5: Well, you know,
3: that's a good point.
0: There's a lot of people out there putting their life on hold until they get into a relationship saying, I I can't be right for myself unless I'm right for somebody else. And that's not the, uh, the Frank, Frank knows better. Frank's out there. I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me. The spirit of Frank Sinatra, and he was certainly right for a lot of women because he was certainly right for himself. Mm. So even if you weren't right for a partner who lets you down and you feel somewhat disappointed on Valentine's Day or if you weren't right for your family or or your job or whatever it is, you can still be right for you. Separate yourself from the not right and become the right. That's something I've learned from from you, Lady Fontaine, about don't project lack if you project lack of a Valentine lack of love that's what the universe will give you back project right. that you're enough you say I my name is Jane and I am enough and I love myself and I'm I'm a lovable person and it's much more likely that that another person will see you that way if, if you project that image
3: that's true and and you know me I'm so big on 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 trying to find the things to be grateful for. And just that subtle shift of you know, shifting out of lack into a state of gratitude you know, starts radiating a different kind of energy, and that energy itself is going to draw into your life more things to be grateful for. So, And I know Valentine's Day, like you know, Christmas and other holidays, for so many people could be a very, very sad time because they might not have loved ones around them or somebody special. To, to, you know, honor and validate and, and make them feel special. But the key is, and this is what so many of us just don't get, is that we have to do that for ourselves. And once we do it for ourselves, we'll, we'll be so amazed at how everybody around us will treat us that same way.
0: Yeah, you know, one sad thing is that the people who always project neediness are the ones that really push people away because, the person feels almost like uh, they're in the corner with the cold spot, with the spirit that's uh, sucking the life out of them. That's how a, a, another person feels when somebody is projecting lack or neediness. When the person is projecting positive and happiness and gratitude, everybody else seems to get drawn to them. You know, like nothing succeeds like success, and that's a hard attitude to take when you're feeling down, but you have to realize that you're okay whether you're in a relationship or not. Maybe you have higher self-esteem and you wouldn't accept a relationship that somebody else might tolerate. So, you know, self-esteem in this sense being a good thing. We're not talking about narcissism. You know, it's just me and and that's it, the world. The uh, self-esteem is you and me. And we're both uh, wonderful people with a lot to share with each other.
3: Right. And I mean, and, you, you know, always I have am the, pets,
0: the dogs. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's what they you always If you have nobody else, isn't it true that the dog is never mad at you? The dog oh, still come up to you?
3: Absolutely. No matter what you say, what you do, they're always greeting you with, a, with a, what I call a smile and a tail wagging and oozing love. And when somebody oozes love like that, you're right. How could you give back anything but that same kind of love? And it's true, you know, when we're feeling, you know, that the world is not, you know, that nothing works out for us and that, you know, we're always on the, you know, short stick of everything, that's what we draw into ourselves because that's the energy we're sending out, you know, to to find the things to be grateful for, to feel good about ourselves. And one key thing that you said about, you know, it being about you and somebody else the, the part that most of us often forget, or some of us often forget, is ourselves. We remember that other part and what's important to them and what they want, but we forget what's important to ourselves.
6: Well, I have a ba-love bug, like, party planned. <laughs> you have a ba-love bug? <laughs> a ba-love bug. <laughs> ba-love bug. Exactly. Good, like, uh, ba- like, a ba, love a ba- bug. or something. <laughs> exactly. Or a- <laughs> Ba love bug, and you know after you know thinking about con- considering the you know the thought and the feeling of the day like i uh you know i'm going to reconsider you know thinking about you know how important it is to love ourselves and love the people that are in our lives and and what's important to us is is really paramount, more important than being bitter for not. <laughs> <laughs> having having the quote-unquote love of your life in your life at the moment. But <laughs> so, yeah, me, yeah. it's something to reconsider. It, it <laughs> does.
3: The, more, the more you can find those things to be grateful for, and anyone who is in your life or any relationship that you may have been involved with, look for the good in them. Because then you immediately shift into that state of gratitude, and you, you're going to be amazed. We're going to we're going to monitor
2: and track your progress <laughs> we <are> starting today. <laughs> and right. all of those right. negative relationships, we learn from our don't want what we want.
3: That's right. exactly right. right. And there's right. always that's, there's a that's reason.
0: A good I point. mean, <laughs> yeah.
3: But you know, there's everything happens for a reason, and you know the what's going on in our outer world is always a barometer of what's going on inside of us. So instead of, ugh, why is that always happening to us? If we embrace these things, ah, what can I learn from this? What do I need to see? We immediately shift into a state of gratitude, and that's when we, again, start radiating, resonating this whole new perspective of things. And you don't have to do anything. Life just starts doing it for you.
6: Right, right. And on that note, let's go ahead and go into um, the horoscopes, the weekly like, astrological starline report. Um which would which, you which, which help us keep in mind what we should embrace and love about our lives?
7: <laughs> Hi, this is Lisa with the Starline Report. Aries, focus on your hopes and wishes this week. You need to make certain that your current dreams are still truly what you want. The new moon on the 13th helps you see just how close or how far you are from realizing your goals. Words can hurt on the 14th. Try to pick yours with care taurus career concerns and ambitions are highlighted venus moves into your networking zone on the 11th and helps you connect all those dots and people to greater advantage expect news of a professional matter around the 13th and on the 16th lady luck is on your side enjoy gemini the world is your oyster this week but you aren't sure you even like oysters time to figure out what you truly believe in. Your ability to think fast on your feet comes to your rescue on the 12th. The new moon in Aquarius on the 13th is a time for you to see where your life is truly headed. Cancer, your mind is on money this week. No big surprise for fiscal minded Cancerians, but this week you may get to see the bigger picture and get to the truth of a financial matter. What is really behind this deal? And more importantly, perhaps who is blocking your progress? Could it be you? Think about that one for a while. Leo, it's Valentine's week and your heart is way out there on your sleeve. Some of you may indeed pop that proverbial question on the 13th, while the rest of you may find that this Valentine's Day is among your most romantic. If it's not, you may need to start asking some hard questions and finding some answers. Virgo, your work and working conditions are front and center for you this week. On the 12th, career news brightens your day. Avoid a confrontation on the 13th that will only lead to a lose-lose. The new moon on the 13th may see many of you getting or beginning a new job before months end. It's time to celebrate. Libra, love matters dominate because they matter this week. The new moon on the 13th promises a very romantic and sweet tone to your celebrations for Valentine's. You'll be smiling. On the 15th and 16th, your ruler Venus is in fine form and promises to deliver on the work and career front. You've earned it. Scorpio family ties can sometimes choke. Don't let them this week. Try to understand and empathize with what a family member needs and wants. A new home or redecorating the one you've got is highlighted on the 13th. On the 15th, your ruler Pluto tangles with Venus. Your Valentine may be late, but it's definitely burning. Sagittarius, a very busy period when you absolutely need more hours in the day to accomplish all you want. The new moon on the 13th may have some of you making some radical changes to your schedules or routines. It's time to shake things up. On the 16th, a gift from a family member truly touches your heart. Capricorn, an improvement in a money matter, has you truly breathing a sigh of relief on the 12th. The new moon on the 13th plants a possibly very lucrative seed in your money garden. Water it faithfully and you'll be surprised at how it grows. Avoid people who are seeing through rose-tethered glasses on the 14th. Stick to the facts. Aquarius, the last week of your birthday month, promises to be the one that packs the most punch. The new moon in your sign is a big deal and many of you will be focusing on the future and realizing all those dreams of yours. Some that may have laid dormant for many years. Something lovely comes your way on the 16th. Pisces, Venus now in your sign only increases your attractiveness. Your likability quota is high over the next few weeks. Use it wisely. Secrets and behind-the-scenes activity are highlighted on the 13th. On the 14th, your ruler Neptune meets up with the sun. Your ability to foresee things will help you out in amazing ways. This is Lisa with the Starline Report. Always remember to follow your star. Ooh, another good week for me. Yeah. <laughs> a good week for yeah. me, too.
6: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is a wonderful
2: astrologist. She's coming on as a guest on the 23rd, isn't she? Yep. Very yep.
6: exciting. Oh my God. She she said that I'm going to be attractive to everybody, so I'm all over it.
3: (laughs) I'm monitoring you now, (laughs) Eileen. I'm all
6: over it. I'm thrilled. If you like me, I like
3: me. (laughs) Hey, this is contagious. I like this. But Yeah, Lisa will be on our show in a couple of weeks, and it was fascinating because she gave me a little bit of a preview of some of the things that she saw coming up in my chart, and ooh, am I excited, but I'm going to wait and let her know. <laughs> Is tell that why asked it, for Wednesday, our uh, birth
0: date?
3: Yeah, and I passed all the information on. We're still waiting for Frank's information. I know he mentioned he was hatched, but there was still a day that he was hatched. Right. Well, it's more like my
1: my people reproduced by budding. So, <laughs>
3: okay. we're hopeful that we'll get your information at least a week or so before um, the twenty third, so that Lisa can, can can include you in her phenomenal predictions. I mean, I was blown away, so I can't wait till she's on the show and tells you guys all about the stuff that's coming up for me
6: <laughs> oh.
3: and you too, because she will. Um, you know, she's running our charts and. I'm sure she's going to have a lot of things to tell us. But tonight, we have a very good friend of mine, and he is such a phenomenal psychic medium. I'd like to introduce to you Artie Hoffman.
4: Hey, how are you? Thank you for such a beautiful introduction. Oh, it's Hi,
3: Artie. No,
4: I'm I'm listening to you talk about, you know, as far as loving yourself, which is really cool. And um, it was funny, I remember coming home from work, uh one day and I was telling my wife when I was married at the time, I said, you know, I was talking to this one guy and he was talking to me about becoming a good salesman and he said, you know, if you if you're gonna be a good salesman you gotta sell yourself first before you sell your product. So I told my wife, I said, i, I, I said, uh, oh, how did I say it? I said, um, I made so much money selling myself I never got to the product.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to remember, Artie, you once had a career as a stand up comic, didn't you? yes Yes. (laughs) so he might be interjecting some of this good humor um you know throughout our 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 time tonight but um you know i've known you for a while now and i know what you do but can you explain to our listeners actually what you do and how you do it
4: okay uh what i do well i'm a you know as you know a psychic and a medium a psychic uh somebody who could um you know see into the now and predict the future and uh also uh, a medium is somebody who could communicate to people who have passed away. Um, A lot of times when I get images they're black and white and it is what it is and other times it comes in metaphors where a picture will come into my mind and I have to try to figure out what this picture means. Now when I do a reading for somebody I always record the the reading because I say so many things that a lot of times people don't understand what I'm saying in the moment or they doubt me And uh, which is fine. And uh, nor does do I take it personally. But then it's not until days, weeks or months later that all of a sudden two and two equal up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how I do what I do, like when I see people in person, you know, I hold their hand. And uh, plus, I read angel cards. I have angel cards. I don't read tarot cards. They're, you know, they're kind of in the same ballpark, but but it's not exactly the same. But I usually hold on to people's hands, and um, I just plug into their energy, and I instantly get messages. I get pictures in my mind. So if you could picture the last time you had a a vacation, or, or if you remember something from your childhood, how an image just comes right to you in your head, that's how I see things. Or if you hear somebody, one of your friends or one of your family members who's not in the room with you right now, but you could recall their voice, that's how I hear things. So sometimes I'll, you know, see images, and sometimes I'll hear voices, and then the people in the white truck come by and pick me up. No. And,
0: uh, <laughs> no I know. That sounds wonderful. Sounds like you're visual and uh, auditory, that you can use all your senses. Most people can't. Most people either say, you know, I see things, but I have to see it. Other people just have to hear everything. I'm kind of a word uh, person. I can describe something, but you seem like you really developed all your senses, including your sixth sense. Uh, the other five work pretty well too. That's great.
4: Yeah, my sixth sense. Sometimes I make no sense, <laughs> yeah, but you know,
3: with the,
0: well, but the, it, 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 all it all works right? out in
4: the end. <laughs> you know, with,
3: with psychic phenomenon, you know, many psychics do have the ability to use more than than just seeing or, you know, oftentimes we have the ability to see, hear, feel, whatever. I mean, each one of us is very, very different. But Artie brought up such a keen point, and it's something that I we talked about a couple weeks ago here on the show, and that's, you know, interpreting the information. So many people think that it's like reading a book, and it isn't. You know, we're getting images or feelings or um, hearing things, and it's not always – Um, well, tell Joe that on, you know, uh, January 9th that so-and-so will happen because it doesn't often come through as clearly as that. Right, Artie?
4: That's correct. You know, sometimes it is black and white and other times. See, and and when you describe something, you know, us as psychics, we might not understand everything that we're saying, but, you know, we learn to understand that, you know, whatever's on, on our mind is on our lips. So we say it. Now, we might not understand it as psychics, but the people who are giving it to, it totally makes perfectly good sense. Mm -hmm. And what happened to me one time, I was doing a reading, and uh, this lady was kind of irritating me a little bit. It was just her demeanor, you know, just who she was. But I understood she, she was upset because she lost her mother, so she had, like, you know, not the most pleasant, warming feeling, which I could understand, but still... And so, anyway, I was giving her information about her life, and she said, yeah, 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 that's true. I could kind of somewhat. It sounds a little general, but, yeah, you told me some specific things. But how do I know you're talking to my mother? I said, this is who's giving me the information. So I looked at her, and this is towards the very end of our reading. I said to her, I said, your mother is showing me cows. She goes, well, what do you want me to do with that? I said, I don't know. Your mother's showing me cows. So in my mind, I started seeing the cows moo. So all of a sudden, I said to her, I said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but... Mo, and all of a sudden the lady broke down into tears, crying, and she's pointing to her mother's picture that she had in front of her, and she goes, "That's her name." I go, "What are you talking about?" She says, "Her name is Muriel, but everyone called her Mo." Oh
8: wow! Ooh!
4: Yeah. You know, so so why don't they just say, "Hey, I'm Muriel, I'm here." I don't know. They just come in pictures and forms, and it turns into be uh a password or a clues-clues game, or are you smarter than a fifth grader? (laughs) It sounds like primary
0: process in dreams. The way things come to you in dreams are very concrete and not the way you would say them uh, academically.
4: Yeah, it's all all metaphorically. You know, joking around, I always said I was going to open up my own psychic restaurant. You walk in and we'll tell you what to eat.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. But, Artie, how did you get started with this? Because I know you sort of got into this a little bit later. Were you born with the ability, or how did it come about with you?
4: No, I wasn't born with it, and thank God I didn't have to uh, get in a uh, near-death experience where, I, you know, they brought me back, and also I had a gift. Um, no, actually, when I was 27 years old, and I'm uh, 48 right now, um, actually, I tell people I'm 21 years old with 27 years experience, at <laughs> because that's how young I feel. But when I was 27 years old, you know, I was very frustrated in my life. Now, generally speaking, my life was going great. It really was. But inside, I, I felt like I still wasn't feeling my purpose, and I felt kind of disappointed or unhappy. I didn't know where it was coming from. And so I looked up to the ceiling, and I said, God, you know, I need clear answers, and please don't scare the hell out of me. And then all of a sudden, I had this postcard come to me in the mail, which I never had anything like this come to me, and it was from the Edgar Casey Foundation from Virginia Beach. And it said how would you like to develop your psychic ability intuitiveness now i really wasn't into this at all to tell you the truth i mean i just you know i mean i appreciated it you know and when people could do it but i'm looking at this i'm saying damn i said i thought you either you had it or you didn't i didn't know you could learn how to develop it um not realizing that everyone actually has somewhat of an ability to do it it's just a matter of who's who's most passionate with it. And then, again, there are people who have a head start who are actually born with the ability because it's been in their family for generation after generation. But in my case, it wasn't like that. I was the only person in my entire family going back since forever who even tapped into anything like this. So I asked my wife, who I was married to at the time, and I asked her if she wanted to go with me because I thought it was interesting. You know, it's just a fluke. And she said, no, I don't care about that crap. She goes, you can go if you want. So I went there and, um, you know, I was with about 40 or 50 people who I never met before and um, they taught you how to open up your heart and your mind to be totally unconditional. And one thing they said is, anything that comes into your mind, I don't care how stupid or silly it is, when you are trying to tap into somebody, whatever is on your mind, you explain it to them and then they'll figure it out. If you don't understand it, they'll figure it out. And that's what I did. I was allowed to be It was like free wasn't
8: association. A... Huh?
4: I'm sorry?
0: It's like free association in psychoanalysis.
4: Yeah, in a sense, you know, I was, it is. And I would, but rather than, you know, holding their hand, because I didn't know that at the time, I was holding on to their object. You know, I was holding on to either their hand, well, not their hand, but I was holding on to their chain or to their wallet and, or whatever they had on them. And um, I would just pick off their energy. Um, and then, all of a sudden, when I, when I realized I was able to do it, I was so excited, I said, wow, I was able to do it, you know, it's like you know, a little kid in a candy store, so when I came home, I bought myself a little deck of cards, uh, ruins, R-U-I-N-S, ruin cards, there's 25 in the deck, and so as I was looking at them, I would flip them over, and, and I'd, I'd have to look at the book and see what they meant, but as I did it more and more, I didn't need the book anymore, and it started throwing me pictures and images. So I was telling friends and family just for the hell of it, you know, what was going on and not really, you know, really putting too much stock in what I was saying because I was just a beginner. But what happened was is that people were telling me how accurate my reads were that all of a sudden it gave me enough confidence to go professional, and meaning like I threw an ad in the paper and I said, you know, if I am wrong then it, or if I don't get any information for you, I'm not, there's no charge. So, which gave people comfort, because I didn't want to go into this thinking that I was in it just for the money or that I was out to rip people off, because that was uh, important within my integrity. So But people were coming to see me, and then all of a sudden, the, I started getting recommendations. And then after a year and a half, I didn't have to uh, advertise in the newspaper anymore. I, I started getting enough clients just by word of mouth. And then I started doing parties, which now I call them arty parties. And parties? Oh, <laughs> And that's when, you know, you have a party at your house and I come over to your house and I read for your friends and family. And again, the sessions are recorded. And it was cool because when I first started doing the parties, it's like I, I used to be like so stressed and so nervous because, you know, I want, number one, people are paying me now for the first time for my thoughts rather than me just giving it away for free or just for the fun of it. So I wanted to impress them. And so what happened was I would sit, tell them things, whatever it was that came into my mind, and i go, da-da-da-da-da-da, da 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 And then after I said whatever I said, I'd look at them for some kind of confirmation. Now, half the times they said yes, I could understand. The other times they said no. Now, when they said no, I'm looking at them quietly, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I really suck at this, and I feel bad for taking your money. <laughs> and but But what happened was... I started getting calls and emails days and weeks later saying, hey, Artie, this came true and that came true, and I talked to my mother, and what you said about this was true. And I, so now I got myself to a confidence level where, you know what, if you don't believe in what I'm saying now, if you don't understand it, don't worry, you'll figure it out later. And so I record all my sessions, and so I believe that if anyone says, oh, no, I don't record it. I think that they're just afraid to be wrong, but I don't, I'm not afraid to be wrong. I'm not afraid to say what I say. And what people are doing is they're, they're paying me for my gut instincts, and on the most part, my gut instincts are correct. I mean, am I 100%? No one's 100%, but you also have the ability to change things a little bit after you hear a reading. You're, you could adjust things. Well, but there are certain things that are just black and white, and it is what it is. But um, – I also hear songs in my head, Mm. and when I hear songs, I can say I am 100% right. So if I'm reading somebody and all of a sudden a song will come into my mind about a situation, I'll just tell them, and I know I'm dead on right because I've never been wrong when a song came into my head.
3: Wow. Well, when you talked about you can change things, are you talking about free
5: will?
4: Yes. Yes, You have free will. So in other words, if people say, well, I'm afraid he's going to tell me bad things, like how do you deliver hard news? Now, usually if I'm telling somebody anything that uh, suggest anything that's bad news or hard news usually now I won't just drop a bomb on somebody I will get the answers on telling the person on how to overcome their challenges I won't you know because the angels will give me the answers you know but so a lot of times sometimes I turn into a Dr. Phil meaning when they come to me I'll give them answers I I'll, I'll, I'll
0: <laughs> give them answers I had what, to interject that I'm sorry
4: uh, <laughs> What I say is, you know, it's like I'll I'll automatically give you answers of what's going on and how to rewire your frame of thinking while you're dealing with your kids, your relationship, or your job, or yourself. And I tell them, I says, I know this sounds like a therapy session, but I'm trying, right now what's happening is I'm getting the messages to rewire your frame of thinking so that your tomorrow and your later is better. And I told I just said this to somebody today. I said, if I told you what your future is just based on you seeing me now, based on your thought process, I said, your reading's really gonna stink because you're not gonna like what the future holds. I said, so right now I'm getting all the answers on how to make your life the quality of your life better. And that's the most important thing for me to tell somebody. Now sometimes the readings are just fun. It's just foo foo talk or oh I see you going to Florida or I'm seeing you getting a new dog, or, oh, yes, you're in your relationship now, but, you know, next week you're going to meet somebody else who's even better, or blah blah blah. bum You know, so it, it it goes into just fluffy talk. Sometimes I give them lottery numbers that come out. Sometimes I just
3: – Ooh, I'm going
4: to, Ooh. to a meeting
3: with you. I've never got – the only time I get lottery numbers is, like, if, if I don't check the numbers, I'll dream about them that night, and I'll go, oh, God, I have the winning lottery numbers. I'll go down to the lottery office, and I'll realize those are last week's numbers.
0: Well, they say even. you can't use your own psychic ability selfishly, or you I've lose never been
3: them.
0: Been but can you
6: do the lottery for <laughs> someone else? Probably, I've never
4: been yeah. able to do it. Well, the thing can. is, with me, I've I've given out over thirty winning lottery numbers, uh, oh. pick sports,
6: <laughs> Can
0: I have a
4: Plus <laughs> Atlantic City in situations, like where to go and what to do and <gasps> what to look for. That's and we
3: have a, a Atlantic sit- Well, we can come out here in the Pocono Zoo gambling here now too. So we can come out here and gamble. Oh, Artie, you want to come visit?
2: Yeah, Get sure. Party. <laughs> hey,
3: yes.
2: party. right? An party
3: in the yeah. We'll have an Artie party at my house, and then we'll go to the casinos after and buy lottery tickets and route.
4: There you go. We'll put out positive energy to make it happen. We'll will it to happen.
3: Oh, I like this. Oh, we have a future together, Artie.
4: There you go. But, but, but with answers that I get, it has to naturally come to me. Like if somebody just pinpoint directs what's the lottery number, I've only done that maybe two two or three times my whole life. But usually it's like, well, I'm in a reading, a, a number will come to me and I'll tell them to play it. And then it will it will come about, you know. Not always, but it, a lot of times it has come, come about. And, um, you know, I remember when um, – The very first time I ever gave somebody a number to play. And uh, I was a little nervous about it, but I looked at her and I said to her, I said, Vivian, I said, and it was an older lady, I said, "Um, your mother's telling me for you to play the pick four numbers. I said, I don't know what numbers to to pick, but she told me that you'll know which numbers to pick. She said, Artie, I can't afford anything. I can't even pay pay my electrical bill right now, but I needed to see you because I needed some answers. But I'm really, I don't have money to blow away. I said, well, your mom's telling me to tell you to play. So what happened was she went to the Wawa right across the street, and um, she went across the street, and she played her mother's last four digits of her phone number, and what happened was she went to the lady, and she gave her the number, and the lady punched out the wrong number, like the right numbers but in the wrong order. So she did it again, and again the lady screwed up, and then the third time she finally got it. So she looked at Vivian, and she says, what do you want me to do with these other two tickets? Do you want it, or do you want me to uh, cancel it out? She goes, no, it's probably, I don't know, maybe I'll keep it for good luck. I said, um, I said. Uh, she said, I'll just keep it. Well, anyway, later on that evening, those numbers came up boxed, which means they came up not in the exact order, but they came up in a different order. And she had it three times because the lady screwed up, which was meant to be, and so she ended up winning like uh, $540, so not only did she pay for her electrical bill, but she also had a couple hundred dollars on top of that.
3: Wow, terrific. So, oh, wow.
6: That was my very
4: first experience. Um, another interesting experience is that I was doing a reading for this one gentleman. I was at a party, and it was the lady's boss, and he was very clean-cut, prim and proper guy, a uh, Wall Street guy, but very prim and proper, and I didn't know he was Wall Street at the time. So anyway, so I'm looking at him, and I'm saying, God, I keep on seeing casinos around you. I said, are you a gambler? He's just shaking his head, nope, because he's, like, trying to block me, too, you know, his energy. And he goes, nope. I go, I can't get it off my head. I keep seeing casinos around He goes, nope. He goes, I'm not a gambler. He says, I never gamble. I said, well, you need to go to the casinos because I keep seeing around you. You're going to win. He goes, well, to tell you the truth, he goes, I don't like to gamble. He goes, I take my mother and my wife there. Uh, A couple times a year because they enjoy it, but I don't. I just sit there and watch and have a drink or two. So I said to him, I said, well, do do yourself a favor. I said, go to Caesars Casino in Atlantic City. I said, go to the roulette table. You're going to find two Chinese girls right behind the table. One's going to be much taller than the other. I said, that's the table that's going to bring you good luck. So a few weeks went by, and the girl having the party told me, She says, you remember that guy that you read at my party? She goes, that was my boss. And he did go to Caesars, like you said, and they did find that table, like you said, and his wife won over $2,500. Wow. Wow. Wow, that is
3: good. Wow. Uh,
8: That was really
4: amazing. And then I I even told him about a cat, the same guy. I said, I keep on seeing a cat around you. He goes, no. He says, I don't like cats. I said, well, I'm seeing a cat around you. And, uh, And as a matter of fact, the cat's name is Penny. And he goes, no, because I don't like cats. Well, it turns out, again, a few weeks later from the same story, she says, Art, she said uh, a week later one of his friends uh, called him up and invited him over to his townhouse because he had to move out and he was moving into another place, and they don't allow any pets. So he went over to his friend's place, and there was two cats there, and one cat just kept on coming over to him in copper, you know, copper color. And um, the cat's name was Penny, and he ended up taking him home.
6: Wow. Wow.
4: You know, But that's, that's a 100% true story, not even fabricated. It was, it was, and it was amazing. And it blows me away every time, every time it happens, even though it comes out of my mouth. But all the information is fed to us. I tell people, I really, I'm not on 24-7. You know, it's not like I know everything about everybody. I only know what, pe- what the spirits share with me in my thoughts, in my heart, in my soul. Whatever they share with me, I'm going to share with you. And one of my pet peeves is, well, you're a psychic. You should have known that. It's like no, it doesn't work like that.
3: Right, and a lot of people don't understand that because you know they'll they'll keep on drilling you and drilling you and drilling you for more and more answers, and you can only give what you're given. I mean, you're not going to make things up.
4: Right. I I I don't. You want to know something? Sometimes I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes, and I've said this, you know, when coming home, when I
3: we're on the radio here. Do you want to be? (laughs) Oh, so that kind of honest. Go ahead. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead.
4: But I said, to, I said to my wife, I said, you know what? I was giving a reading to this one person, and I was just looking at them. I said, to tell you the truth, I felt like a little schoolboy just lying to this person. And I was just telling her thoughts because I just felt like I didn't have anything to say. So I just was – I thought I was creating stuff out of the top of my head. And then it turns out this girl who I, was, who I thought I was just talking just to talk and just BSing, that's what I thought, and she ended up being one of my greatest testimonials. She said, Artie, everything you said came true. I said, wow. wow. I said, I thought that was pretty amazing. Definitely. And it, the funny thing is, I was in Atlantic City. I was producing one of my own spiritual shows, you know, like a John Edwards show. And so I'm at this, I'm, at this, <laughs> I'm having a meeting with this one lady, all right, and, who's an events coordinator. She, she's the one who creates the shows. So she said to me, what do you do? I said, I said, I'm a spiritual advisor. I'm a psychic. I'm a showman. She goes, I've never done anything like that before. We've only done like uh, business banquets and weddings here. She was like, well what, well, what is it that you do, uh, a psychic? I said, you know, I predict. So I told her what I do. I said, it's not like I just look at you. I normally don't talk foo-foo talk. That's what I call it. I said, it's not like I'll look at you and I say, uh, oh, you have uh, three sisters. You live in a red house and you're going to Florida. And she goes, but I am and I do. I go, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I have three sisters. I live that's in a red house. I think, I think i heard music. I think we have a caller on the line that might you, want to uh, speak you, to Artie. In
3: fact, our switchboard is completely lit up. I just want to remind callers, if there's anyone out there listening that wants to give us a call to speak with me, Dr. Cirillo and Artie Hoffman, give us a call at 646-381-4141. Artie, thank you. We're going to, don't, don't leave us because you're going to be taking calls with us. But I just have one quick question for you. Are you getting any messages for me from the other side?
4: Hold on a second uh, you want to know something there's something uh, w- what I just heard was too late I just heard too late okay. there's something that you kept on procrastinating and I'm hearing too late like now is not that like you waited too long
3: okay right. we'll have to think about that I want to take calls but if anything comes through- who's Elizabeth Elizabeth uh, my grandmother was Elizabeth
4: Okay, because that's who's pulling through, and this is, who told, this is who's, who's talking to me right now. And she's saying, honey, it's, it's...
3: It's too late. I don't get... I don't know if they're talking about... I don't know what they're talking about.
4: Okay, that's what she just told me. Okay. And she keeps on holding up the number two, two, 2, Is it the 22nd or the 2nd or February? She's showing me two. She's showing me two fingers. I don't know... Oh, wait, 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 wait! Oh, now I know. She just told me uh, you're going to get a second chance. There's something that you delayed. It's, it didn't pull through. You didn't. You didn't pull through fast enough. I don't know if this is a book or, or something like that. Mm. But but it, it's like there was. She said there's going to be a second chance. She's showing me too.
3: It is a book. I pulled it out. I was I was accepted for publication. Um, I pulled it back out because I wasn't happy with it. And now I'm searching for a publisher again. So I guess that will be my second chance,
4: That will be your second chance, but you want to know something? It actually would have been successful, even under the circumstances.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I kind of figured that because it's a good, solid book. It's just I wanted to add one thing that I missed.
4: Yeah, they're going to rewrite it anyway. You know that.
3: Yeah, I know. And plus, I could have done it. They were telling me to just do it as a second book, but I didn't, and I pulled it away. But at least I know that's coming through. Wow, thank you. All right, I know we have tons of callers on the phone. Um, Eileen or Frank, can you tell us who the first caller is?
1: On the air with us right now, we have John, who would like to ask about the, what the next few months have in store for him.
3: Okay. Hello, John. Namaste. Hi, John. Hi. Hi John. Hi. How, so you want to know what's in store for you. Artie, you want to run with this one, and I'll close with it.
4: <laughs> what I'm getting as soon as I heard John. So how you doing, John? Well, how are you? Good. Um, You're going to be, uh, within the next, I'd say within the next six months, you're going to be snorkeling.
8: Nice.
4: That was the first thing that I heard. You're going to be snorkeling and you're going to be in beautiful blue waters. And um, also you're going to be asked to go on a catamaran. Wow. Terrific. That's exactly what I heard. And uh, it's going to be great. But But the day you go out there, definitely put on a lot of sunblock lotion. Otherwise, you're going to be burnt to a crisp.
8: Okay,
4: because right, okay. seeing your back and like you're like cherry red. It's like unbelievable. And okay. all now, what is it? Do you stroke your head a lot? Do you stroke your hair a lot? Or is it because you're bald? Or I just I don't know. I'm seeing stroking of the head a lot.
8: I have long hair.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's why. So you're probably stroking your hair. You're stroking your hair. Okay. Um.
3: John, are you looking for love?
8: Um. Kind of.
3: All right, because I definitely, there's two things that I'm picking up around you. One is um, kind of what I want to say, an energy that's still around you. Um, Are you still in a relationship, or is there somebody who's very, very, very close to your heart, Um, you know, either in your life or not in your life right now that you still have, you know, a major, major feeling for?
8: Yes, I'm, I'm married at the moment, yeah.
3: Okay, and the person that I'm referring to is the person you're married to? Yes. Okay, what is her first name? Angela. Angela. Um, Is is there anything pertaining to her that you wanted to ask her pertaining to your relationship with her?
4: I want to intervene for a second. What I'm getting is um, you have a tendency to put too much face value into people and you give too much credit right away. And you need to allow some people to show their self-worth before you give yourself off too easily, give yourself up too easily. You have to allow people to, I don't. I hate to say prove themselves, but yeah, in your case, yeah, because you're, you're I don't know, you're too, I don't know, you give them too much credit.
8: Gotcha. Hey, I have a quick question. I made a little financial hiccup. Um, is that going to be cleared up within the next day or two?
3: Within the next day or two. I'm scanning your energy, and I'm, to me, it feels like it's beyond a day or two. Um, is there is there something specific you want me to look at or you want me or, or Artie to look at? Because I'm feeling almost even keel for you for, I would say, the next seven to nine days. So mm-hmm. if anything, I'm feeling that the change for you will happen in roughly two weeks. Okay. Um, Artie, do you pick up anything regarding that?
4: Uh, I'm getting his best situation is, like, if he's lucky enough to break even on the deal, back out. Because I'm definitely seeing a separation. You're going to need to back out of this.
3: Can you back out, John?
8: Um, No, actually, I was referring to a child support issue is what it was, actually. What? What What issue? It was a child support issue
4: is what I was referring to. Oh,
0: Oh, a child support from another marriage, another child?
4: Mm-hmm. I have, a, feel, I have yeah. a feeling that you're going to end up uh, probably paying more. That I, I have a feeling that you're not going to get as much as you'd like, or or there's going to have to be some kind of negotiation, uh, better negotiations on your part. But right.
0: did you trust your lawyer too quickly? That's just the sense I got. When and you're I'm I'm shaking my head yes stuff.
3: on that. I feel you're right. You nailed that, Gene. Oh yeah, you did. did you? Yes, did you, John?
8: The, uh, what was the question?
3: Did you trust your lawyer and
0: his advice, which might not have been best for you, too quickly? This, no, this no, no. trusting
6: people too fast.
8: No, what happened was I was just late on a payment, that's all. And I'm hearing, I haven't heard back from the agency, and I've been trying to hear, I've been calling them for three days now. I'm just trying to get all that right. settled and over and done with, that's all.
0: That's harassment on the part of the government. People who are really bad with child support are often the deadbeats who get away with it. They know how to play the system. Somebody who's a little late, uh, an ex-spouse or somebody with a gripe goes after you, and it's hard to get it reversed when you get stuck in, in some kind of a, Yeah, I have
4: a feeling they're uh, just going to simply get, just be arrogant about it. I mean, I wish you the best. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, may, you,
7: may God strike
4: you with a million dollars tomorrow. But um, I I don't know I, I just have a feeling that you're just gonna have to like uh, you know take it gracefully.
3: And sure. I feel it's gonna take. Uh, it, uh, hopefully it'll get resolved within the next day or so, John. But it kind of feels to me it's gonna take at least a week or longer, seven to sure. nine days. So good luck. No to problem. You. Good luck to hey, you. Hey, thank you. Wish you a
8: million dollars. Ah, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> All
3: right. Who's our next caller? Hello. Yeah. Hi. Who am I speaking with? This is Rebecca. Hi, hi Rebecca. Rebecca.
5: Hi. That's how
6: can I help you? Um, I just um,
3: wanted to get a reading on uh, my career for uh, 2010. Sure. Is there anything specific you want us to look at—an existing job, new job?
4: Like, from um, what aspect do you want us to take?
3: This is the radio, well, so we need to be a little bit specific. Yeah, well, I'm looking to uh, leave my present uh, job. Okay. So I, I just wanna I want to see what you're if there's seeing. any good job opportunities coming up for you. Right. Um, or, or I'm immediately getting July for you, Rebecca. So my gut feeling is there's going to be, and I'm actually hearing dream jobs. So my gut feeling is there's going to be something really. Um, Dynamic for you, and and whatever it feels different than what you're doing right now, um, uh-huh. but 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 something familiar to you. So I'm not sure if you're looking outside of what you do on a daily basis, but there's going to be a dream job opportunity for you coming up in July of this year. Oh,
4: are well, you? I don't seem too happy about it.
6: Well, dream <laughs> oh. I mean, job. Do you see
3: anything at all about a type of industry um, or a type of job or anything at all, any detail? Um, I'm I'm not getting that information, but what I am being told is it's different than what you're doing right now, and it's something, I mean, what would your ideal dream job be? That's that's your answer. Right, right.
4: I want to know something. A lot of people want us just to give them the answers, and, and sometimes it's about figuring it out. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, it's like people say, uh, well, what do you see with my life? You know, and, and that's a very general question. Now, the whole purpose of us living, being people, earthlings, is to live our life and to experience it. Now, as psychics, we could guide you or to give you healthy answers, but, and, and sometimes it just automatically does fly to us, but sometimes, according to at what point of your life that you're at, at that moment in time, it's about you. Learning to go through certain experiences, we can might say, well, we don't know the kind of job, but we do see a person coming to you who's going to present you with this job offer that you weren't expecting, and my advice is for you to check it out, and rather than just say, oh, no, no, I don't want to at this point. See, now I'm just talking inadvertently, and how much you want to bet that what I'm saying is right on the money. <laughs> I believe you're right. I really do. Yeah, but don't quit your
0: day job. Hold on to that, and then when the opportunity comes, you'll be in a strong position financially, and you'll have a good choice.
4: Yeah, you don't you don't leave dirty water till you find new.
3: Yeah, and it will right, come right. to you, Rebecca. I I really feel as already said, um, it will come through somebody. A door is going to open, and you're going to know. It's not going to be a question of oh, uh, well, is this the the uh, the dream job they told me about? You're going to know. Because, you know, like I said, I've been doing what I need to do in my end as far as doing all the legwork, you know, um
6: submitting resumes, um, uh, working on applications.
3: So right. everything I need to do, you know, I've, I've been doing for the past few months. Well, it's headed Good. Good your way. Good things come to people
4: in motion.
3: hmm It's headed your way. So um, it, it, it it's... We'll be pleasantly
4: your... surprised. Let's just say it will happen in a surprise form. Don't try to look for that, that heart. It will it'll come to you.
3: Oh, I just said July seems so far away. I know. I know. Well, we can't um, change that. You can't, we can't change what we see. Um, right, you know, right.
8: Uh, all a
4: perception. The funny thing is, you know, you could say it's 10 minutes a long time. It all depends what side of the bathroom door you're on.
3: <laughs> right, right. I mean, because... This is going to be worth your wait, Rebecca. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity. It's beyond a job. Um, it's, it's a dream job. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you for Thank your you. call. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Who's Goodbye. our next caller?
1: All right. Next caller is Barbara. And she would like to speak to Spirits.
3: Okay.
0: Barbara. Hi, Barbara.
3: Hello. Hi. You're looking Barbara. for
0: some spirits?
3: I'm gonna. i to let Artie take
4: this one. It's funny, you know. As soon as as soon as you said that, I'm I'm thinking like. Where the sunshine, shines, <laughs> where the sun—you know—thinking of spirits and going way out there, and then I, I started thinking of um, you know, spirit in the sky, that song. <laughs>
3: all right. Does that have any prevalence? Is that prevalent to you at all, Barbara?
4: The sixties, the seventies, hair, um, well, the revolution time with the Beatles and all that stuff. And hello. Yeah.
5: The, well, the seventies is. Um, and my husband and I got married in nineteen seventy and so yeah, we were I all that music was very familiar.
4: Yeah, because
5: so you you're still married? Um, my husband passed away.
4: That's right. Who's
5: Robert? Bob or Robert? Um, we have a friend who is we his it's Robert, but we call him Bobby.
4: Oh, okay. I have a feeling that there's, there's something, they're going to be making plans with him, and, they're, and they're, it's going to be canceling. There's, there's some kind of plans that are going to be canceled in regards to him, but don't take it personally, because it's going to be a last-minute situation that's out of either your control or his control, but I'm seeing a last-minute cancellation. Your husband's showing me like a carving. Was there a carving that you had with your initials or his name in it or your name in it? He's showing me a carving with like, I think there's a heart, and then your your initials or your name is in it.
5: Um, well, it's not a carving, but there is a heart that um, has our names on
4: it. Oh, okay. So, all right. So that's well. That's what he's showing me. To me, it looks like a carving. Um, he just told me to tell you. He says, "Don't stop talking to him." He says he does hear you when you talk to him, but and I'm also seeing tears in your eyes as you're talking to him. But and don't get angry at him for for being where he's at. He says, you know. He said, "I'm sorry." He said, "But don't be angry." He says. As, even though you don't want to hear this, he goes, there is an overall divine reason for everything. Um, now you say, well, I, you want, and what I'm hearing him say, he says, I, I'm hearing you. It's like, well, why don't you show me? Why didn't I feel you more? You know? And what's, what's happening is that it's too overwhelming for you. You're so emotionally still distraught so, so much that your, your energy is kind of blocking the flow. He's not going to come to you in a silhouette form because that would just blow you out of the water, but um, what, what, I'm, what I'm getting, what he's telling me right now, uh, who's Craig or Greg?
5: Um,
4: Be a first name, and middle name?
5: Uh, I don't know, often. I just, I know some people from work that are that, but he didn't know them.
4: No, that's okay. When you're in the spiritual world, do you know everybody. Oh. There are no secrets. You know everybody. You know you know everybody's business. Everything's unconditional. But what's going to happen real soon is that you are going to be s- smelling a scent that was definitely your husband's, as far as like his cologne or his scent, and it's gonna it's just gonna graze you. And I see and I'm almost positive it's it's going to happen while you're in the kitchen.
5: Okay. I have smelled his cigarettes around.
4: <laughs> what?
5: I have smelled his cigarettes around before.
4: Okay, well, then that's probably it because there was a scent that definitely reminded you of him and all. And he's also mentioning to me something about the kitchen cabinets, something with the cabinets, something with the kitchen that needs to be redone.
5: Um, yeah, there's a door that got jammed and it doesn't shut now.
4: Yeah, all right, so he, he, he suggested that you fix that. <laughs> okay. um, hold on a second. He just told me to tell you, he said, don't blame yourself for anything. He said, you did the best you could under all the circumstances. He goes, and I'm fully aware of that. And he said, it's okay. Don't worry about it.
5: I have come to accept that.
4: Okay. Wow. Now, is, is this you? I had you?
5: a lot of trouble with that at first, but yeah. I have come to accept that I did I did everything possible I could do for him.
4: Right, and he understands that. Now, a lot of people, I'm going to explain something to you very interesting. Now, a lot of people, they get very upset, and they say, oh, you know, especially if, you know, when their loved one dies in a car accident or a loved one dies, you know, where, oh, if I only did this, if I only did that, if I only, oh, it's my fault, I should have listened, or why didn't I go over there at this time, and then they passed away. The, the bottom line is, to help you get a very good feeling about that, is that when people are under those circumstances, You did not have conscious knowledge about what was to happen. You were doing things under normal circumstances. Had you known that if you did not do this, then they were going to die, then I could understand you having a guilty conscience because you consciously knew that by your actions that was going to cause a death. But obviously... On just about 99% of the time, people beat themselves up and say, "Oh, I should have done this. Why didn't I do that? If I only did this, why did I let them go? Or I should, it's my fault. No, it's not, because that was their time to go. All right. So it's in your subconscious that that you know we all know when we're going to go, but consciously we we have no clue what's going to happen. So how can you beat yourself up about not knowing something before it happens? What are you psychic? <laughs> no, but if but the thing is, is that you don't you know it, it's okay not to beat yourself up because you didn't have conscious knowledge. That's like somebody yelling at you because you didn't give them the lottery numbers. All of a sudden, it's like five minutes before you can go to the to the uh, what call it to, to the Seven uh, Eleven and get you know try to get your numbers. But then afterwards, oh, why didn't I pick that? Why didn't I pick? Of course, you have all the numbers right in front of you. After it's already happened, you have all the answers. After it all it's so
0: easy, ha- hindsight. But, the, but it, that's a very good point you brought up. You had no way of knowing. You did things under the normal circumstances as you would normally do it. You didn't know that if I let that person go out to the store, he's going to get killed in an accident. Had you known it, you would. You might be guilty. But in this case, you didn't know it. You. It seemed normal.
3: This is everyday things. And yeah, after the
0: number, you're living your life normally,
4: and and you did what you could do under the circumstances
3: and you know nobody goes before their time it's it's something the your husband had made that pact that agreement it was his time to go and there really was nothing that anybody could have done to to change that
4: subconsciously we all know when we're going to die subconsciously as soon as we're born we're blessed with amnesia now it's time to, came, to play the game of life according to all the pieces we picked, according to all the challenges with the people we're going to meet and all the, all the challenges in our life. We already know it going into it. But like I said, as soon as you're born, you're blessed with amnesia because now it's time to play the game of life. And you already know when you're going to pass, even if you get hit by a car or somebody kills you or you die of old age or whatever. You, we already know that because we agreed to it.
3: Right. That's it. We agreed to it. So, you know, from his perspective, it was his time. There's nothing you could have done or said or changed in any way, shape, or form. You know, this is in that way, it's a solo journey. You know, we come into this life, as Artie was saying, with, with an agreement, with a pact, with, with knowledge of what will be. Um, I believe we, we create that. We're co-creators. We're deciding what we want to come back and deal with. But certainly when somebody passes, it, there's no such thing as accidents. There isn't.
4: Now, the person being left behind... You know, there is no logic that could, you know, you know, it is what it is. There's no logic that could just, you know, you know, make you feel better because you just yearn for your loved one, whether it be your child or your, or your significant other. You know, and when they're not there, your heart is naturally just missing them. But, but to take the guilt, that would be wrong. But to, but to you know, just to simply mourn somebody's loss, no one's downgrading your feelings for 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 loving or, or for missing your loved one. I mean, it it's gotta be the worst feeling in the world.
3: Yeah. Well, I hope that we have helped. I know we have to take another call. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you. Um,
5: thank you. God, God bless have a nice
3: you. Evening. All right, who's our next caller?
1: All right, next up is Eileen and she wants to talk about her marriage.
3: Okay. Eileen. Hi, Hi. Eileen.
2: Hi. Hi, Hello. Hi. Hi. how can we help you? I um, was well, just wondering if you had any information for me about my marriage. I you know, had, had some ups and downs, and we've recently separated, and I just wondered if there was any chances of it
4: repairing.
3: What is his first name? Jim. Jim, okay. Right. I have
4: my answers, but okay, I don't want to...
3: I'll, I'll be scanning her energy. So you go. You run with that.
4: All right. I heard this in a song, and like I said, I'm not wrong when I hear songs. The party's over. And and I'm looking at angel cards right in front of me. And your life is going to grow by leaps and bounds by being on your own because you are going to start doing things that you've never done before that you held back being in this relationship. The scary part is going into the unknown. And you've always been with somebody, so it's been like a little codependent. So you're second-guessing yourself about, you know, am I strong enough? Am I okay enough? and the answer is yes it's going to be an educational experience but you're going to end up doing things in your life that you've never done before and you never would have done had you have stayed in this relationship so overall i feel it's not best for your for your overall life for your overall good and you'll realize that uh probably between a year and two not i don't think before the year and i don't think no longer than two years but within after one year You're going to start noticing what I'm talking about, and you're going to start experiencing new experiences and meeting new people you never would have met had you still been in your relationship. And you're going to be very, very happy, very happy. Right now, it doesn't seem like that because, you know, you're dealing with the muck of your relationship going through new waters, but you're going to be extremely happy with the changes. Trust me on that one.
3: Eileen, are you talking to to your husband about reconciliation? Because although I feel in the long run I agree with with already 110%, I'm actually feeling there's going to be discussions for you guys to reconcile. But I feel if you do, you're just going to um, slow down all the – you know the the ultimate gifts and things that are already seeing for you. But my gut feeling is, if the opportunity arises, you to me it doesn't feel like you guys have fully run your course. I kind of feel you're going to have uh, at least one more shot at giving this a, a, a you know some some time and effort on your part. But I feel nothing really has changed.
0: He might try to convince Eileen to hang on there when he sees that she's getting on with her life and doing well without him. It sounds like this is a somewhat a controlling person who who really doesn't want her to leave. He wants her to stay and do it his way, and she's had it, and that's why they're separated now, but he might try to pull you back in is is that
2: true eileen um actually he he moved out he he he's the one that's got this uh thing going on, and we have tried to you know go to marriage workshops but you mean an affair uh well, he had an emotional affair of some sort as far as I know. Yeah, as far as I know that was over. It was a fantasy on his part really. Mm-hmm. He was kind of being led on by her. But um yeah, I, I I he just doesn't seem to really want to work on the marriage, but he doesn't, you know, I don't really know. I was
4: just I was just getting that if if um he does go to a counselor, I feel like he's doing it more to be appeasing than really wanting to work things out.
2: Exactly.
4: Well, to me,
3: he's not owning. I'm not feeling he's owning any responsibility. You know, it feels to me that he's aware of it, he can admit it, but it's sort of like that deep down, you know, like release that we all need in order to be able to allow ourselves to heal. He's not allowing himself to go through. So he's sort of, I feel still stuck in energy. To me, it feels like in many, many ways you're already starting to get on with your life, and he's not. Um, but I still don't feel that um, you guys have fully run your course. I do feel there's going to be additional discussions um, for reconciliation, but my gut feeling is I, I agree with what I'm hearing Artie say and Dr. Cirillo say, I don't feel his heart in it.
2: No,
4: I don't either. Not to put it this way, is it possible? This is where free will comes in. Is it possible? It's possible for you to try to get back into it and stuff, but it's not going to be at a 10 level, not even close. Um, you, know, you, you know, you're you going to get to a point where you're going to say, oh, damn, I was out of it. Now, I allowed myself back into it. But, right. but if you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship, you want to be in a relationship because, wow, I really love you and you really love me, not where one of them is like, oh, I'm doing it, but I just want to accommodate you or appease you. I don't want somebody in my life who's just going to accommodate me or appease me. I want them, they have to be in it as much as I am. If not, it doesn't do me any good.
2: Yeah, well, we have four teenagers and have been together 30 years, so it's, it's not stop. so easy to there's say that. No it's <laughs> yeah, there's no it's hard doubt. to let go
0: with yeah. all that time, but you don't want to waste the next 30 years.
3: <laughs>
2: there's another way to look at it, yeah. Yeah,
3: see? Try to find the things to be grateful for.
2: Does it feel like he'll be reasonable financially if it does go to?
3: Yes, I actually feel he will. Okay. Reasonable is the key word there. I don't feel necessarily that, you know, you're gonna get um ninety percent and he's gonna walk away with ten, but I don't feel a lot of resistance on his part. Artie well, we have, do you have are you picking up anything on that, Artie?
4: Uh picking up on the uh financial split. Uh, right. Um, uh, Hmm. Wanted to something, I I feel like it's going to be. He's going to feel like, actually, after he's been so giving, or or like you said, you know, he's not going to give a resistance, but then after it settles, he's going to feel like he's been raked.
3: And that could be. All
4: right, because he's going to feel, I think it's like a 70 30 or 60 40 at best, you know, in her favor, in your favor. 60 40 for you, possibly 70 30, but 60 40, but it's, it's going to be a little more on the left side. He just he's trying to accommodate just based out of his own guilt or or feelings or just wanting to start a new life or you know, and plus with all the responsibilities you have. I personally don't believe in well listen, we invested in all these years. Let's try to keep on making it a, a go. I believe that when you've taken all those beautiful years or wonderful years that you learn from it and you grow from it and if you still have that loving feeling, then you continue to grow, of course. You know, if both of you are both into it, but you have some obstacles, yes, you work it out. But it, again, if somebody's not into it, and you're you're just they're just doing it just based out of obligation, you know, it, it's it's rough when when the, when you're just succumbing to it, and your heart's just saying, okay. Yeah, All right. Well, it
8: sounds like
0: Audie is saying that, you're, you know, this man is afraid to leave because he doesn't want to lose out financially, and Eileen may be having some of the same concerns. I have
4: a feeling if they stick together, it's strictly based on uh, codependency of financial reasons. Convenience. But, but yes. it's not a hard... Right. Uh,
3: convenience no. and obligation, a sense of obligation if they stay together. I don't feel any real happiness. In the relationship, you know, I feel them very much going through the motions of
2: life. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, that, you're in it because you're obligated. Well, whether it be because of the kids or whatever, but when you're not in it for love, it's it's obligation.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. For yeah. security, or fear. But Which, you've got to get past that. It, uh, now it won't be any easier if, if you hang on another
2: ten years. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Yeah. because you're only prolonging what's inevitable that's going to happen anyway. Seriously, if you have the ability to possibly love somebody else, you know, like why would I want to hold on to you if I'm only holding on to your shell and if I don't have your heart?
3: Well, I agree with that. Mm. But it's still a hard thing, Eileen. It's easy. It is. It's a difficult But I know, I understand what you're going through, but I really feel life is unfolding for you the way it is intended to unfold. And um, there are many, many blessings and many, many new opportunities out there for you. Um, you know, look to the future as much as you can, but go through whatever you need to go through, you know, with the situation with your husband right now. If you if the opportunity comes up to reconcile and it feels right, go for it. Right. But but remember our words. You know, if it's not working for you, if you do choose to go that route, um, just know that, you know, it might be time to just move on.
2: Right, yeah, I know you're right. It just... He just hasn't been willing to to I don't know work on it or be yeah. Well, I feel that that will
3: change. I do feel that will change, but I still don't feel that it's going to get anywhere. Unfortunately. Yeah, you're
4: stick. You want to stick with it because of the uh, stability, just for security purposes, more so than anything else. I mean, I know you like for it to get get going, but but I feel like you know, like seriously, if you're holding on to somebody under all those circumstances, you're thinking of the kids and you're thinking of your own you know, personal well-being, but it's not like, like I said, if you're not getting it in return in the way that you want to, what you're trying to give and you're not getting in return, but you are being accommodated, still it's very difficult to live under those circumstances. I'd rather keep myself open and available and maybe live a little less of a certain kind of style of lifestyle, but to know that I have the ability to be in love with somebody else who could, you know, satisfy that emotional part of your heart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise,
4: you're gonna you're living to survive. You're not living for life.
2: Right. You're not
4: living to live. You're living just to survive, and that's that's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a it's a very hard call under the circumstances of what you're going through. And we all give compassion to you.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for your thank call, you. Eileen. Thank you. And good Bye. luck.
3: Keep in touch. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Did she say she had four kids?
3: I did three. I thought I heard her say. Oh, three? Um, Eileen, if you're listening, shoot us an email and let us know. Why, were you picking up four?
4: Sorry? Yeah, I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought she had, she said she had four kids. I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. I heard something. No, you know yeah. what? Because it, it, it triggered me up, because nowadays, to have four kids, that's a lot of kids. You now back then, it was nothing.
3: Yeah.
4: But it was really funny. You remember Groucho Marx, of yeah. course. You know, do you know why he got kicked off his show?
3: No. No.
4: It's actually a funny story he was interviewing this one lady, you know, it was, what's my life, you know, and, and he would interview somebody, and then he would bring all these people back from your past to celebrate your life. It's like, what's my life? So he would ask the person questions about their life. So there was this lady who was there. Now, mind you, this is in the 1950s, or early 60s. And so he said to this one lady, he says, oh, so what's your name? And she goes, Elizabeth. And he goes, oh, you sound like you're from the south. She goes, yes. She goes, he goes where are you from? She goes, she goes Alabama. He goes, oh, okay, very nice. And and what do you do for a living? She goes, I'm a I'm a mother and homemaker. She goes, oh, okay, well that's very honorable. He goes, and, and how many kids you have? She goes, eleven. He goes, he goes eleven. He goes, hey, he goes, hey lady. He goes, I like a good, I like a good cigar, but I take it out I take it out every once in a while.
3: <laughs>
4: and that comment ended up ended his uh, his uh, TV career of his wow. own. Yeah, so. back then I'm
3: sure that was wow. not taboo.
4: But that was very funny. He goes, hey lady, he goes, I-, I like a good cigar, but I take it out every once in a while. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I have to say, Artie, this was I, it was a great evening. I absolutely loved having you here. I know we're we're just about out of time. I don't think we have time for any more callers. Does, I mean, we have ten minutes left of the show. Um, Frank or Eileen, is there anybody who indicated they had a short? Sweet question for us uh,
1: no one gave any indication of time wise i'm not sure we have time for any more okay. callers.
3: all right well okay. again um this was a great evening i thank you so much for being here with us artie i loved having you i hope you'll consider coming back sometime
4: yeah absolutely i just wanted to tell everybody that if they wanted to get a hold of me personally if that's okay
3: absolutely
4: um just go to artiehoffman.com a-r-t-i-e hofsma because I do do private sessions and I do parties and I'm also doing a spiritual show coming up February 13th uh, which is Saturday from 2 to 5 p.m. I'm doing like a John Edward type of style show uh, and, and I have a TV reality show coming up and that's I'm going to be doing a like a, like I said like a John Edward show where I, I reach to people's loved ones or tell people about themselves and everyone who shows up they are going to get a message if you went to my website, it would explain it a little bit. And so I tell people I'm like John Edward, only Billy Crystal style. <laughs> and my and my number to reach me, my phone number is eight seven seven angel o two.
3: Oh, I like that.
4: Yeah, I tell the reason. Somebody said that one of the uh, DJs asked me when I was on a radio show. He says, "Why the 02. I said, "Because it takes at least two angels to get my ass out of bed." <laughs> <laughs>
6: Do
4: stand-up comedy? I'm doing it now.
6: <laughs> <I> see, okay. <laughs> so we're no. relaunching your career.
4: I, uh, I do everything with a shtick and a sense of humor. That's just the way yeah. I've always been. I'm not. I'm not. I don't always like being serious. I'm serious when I have to be, but you know, I try to lighten up things. You know. I think uh, and you were talking about. See now. See. Miss Fontaine, now I know why you, you probably enjoy younger men, because you say you have a problem with old things. You just, <laughs> so you stick to younger men. You <laughs>
3: said that I like younger men. <laughs>
4: no, I'm just joking with you because you no, said she, you.
3: Are you I, picking up on it
4: psychically? She, Maybe she doesn't. You're too sensitive to old things or whatnot. You said, I
3: hear you. I hear you. Well, actually, okay, I, I'm joking. My ex-husband was two years younger than me, and um, um, I would I would call this person who is um, one of my major soulmates of my life. Is three years younger than me, so I guess you're right. I guess so you I'm feel like the younger one, it. not intentionally. I mean, but I guess that's the way it plays out. But again, Artie, thank you so much for being here. Obviously, I'll be in touch because sure. I would like. It was like a lot of fun. Here. I
4: appreciate thank
3: you having you, me. Thank you, Artie. Oh, thank awesome Very nice to meet pleasure. you uh, verbally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And um, thank you to all our listeners and callers for allowing us into your home and lives and for sharing your life's experiences with us. Um, thank you also to my co hosts, Eileen Kwan, Frank Tadero, Jean Cirillo, and Joanna Sanchez. I'm um, in gratitude to all of you.
1: And remember to tune in next week at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear more of Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo taking your calls live here on I Am the Future. Tintillating conversation and expert advice as callers experience the best of both worlds with two of America's top relationship experts. Tune in next week at 11 p.m. on Tuesday, February 16th. Our guest is celebrity astrologer and author Ray uh, uh, Ray Seat. He will also join Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo taking calls. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo are also now available to give you the expert guidance in private sessions. They will be offering 15, 30, or 60-minute sessions. Please visit Lady Fontaine's website, or for additional information and to schedule your appointment with a dynamic duo of relationship and life experts who can help guide you through life's challenges. Those interested in learning more about Dr. Sorillo, please visit her website at drjean.tv.net. Pardon me, drjean.tv.net. Her book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Self-Testing Your IQ, is available in bookstores now. Your weekly astrological forecast is provided by Lisa uh, uh, Elvin-Staltari. For more information about her Starline report, her astrological predictions, or to have her prepare your astrological chart, visit her at starline-astrology.com. Her contact info is also provided on Lady Fontaine's show page. Here on Blog Talk Radio. Those interested in learning more about Artie Hoffman. Or getting ready or getting a reading. Please visit his website. At A-R-T-I-E-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.com. That's Artie Hoffman.com. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website. At LadyFontaine.com. To learn more about her. Or to schedule a private reading. Or life coaching session. You can also follow Lady Fontaine. On Twitter and Facebook. For her latest announcements those interested in learning more about Aileen Kwan and her band, please visit myspace.com I-D-L-I-F-E-C-R-I-S-I-S. For those interested in learning more about Frank Todaro, please visit his website at franktodaro.tv, F-R-A-N-K-T-O-D-A-R-O o.tv. Keep up with all the latest news and highlights about our lovely guest, co-host, actress, producer, and acting coach, Joanna Sanchez. Visit her at joannasanchez.com and follow her on Facebook, J-O-A-N-N-A-S-A-N-C-H-E-Z dot Don't miss Joanna's exclusive acting workshop in Houston in February. You can find the sign-up right from her website. This has been I on the Future with Lady Fontaine. I'm Frank Todaro, reminding you to be good to each other and keep looking forward.